Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Okay, I think we're on, aren't we? Yes. Okay. I can hear you. There we go. Um, just to uh, let you know, um, uh, there's been, there's, there has been a birthday this week. Gary Scrifano is uh, still 29. And Jesus. And Jesus, of course, had a birthday, yes. <laughs> and then there's some birthdays coming up. Uh, we've got Bev uh, Patterson. We've got Maya Douglas. Uh, and we've got uh, uh, Gordon Patterson. All have birthdays this coming week. So just keep them in mind, and uh, if you get a chance to uh, to call them and wish them a happy birthday, why, that'd be a good thing to do. I'm going to have a very busy 3rd and 4th of January as I've got to call all these people that are having birthdays. So Anyway, um, I don't think there's any other announcements that I have, not this week, except that we're entering, in, this week we're entering a new year. Isn't that amazing? New Year, 2021, and may it be a hundred times better than 2020. <laughs> anyway, we're glad you're here and trust that uh, the Lord will will bless you as you anticipate this coming year. Um, I want to thank every. I want to thank everyone that. Um, uh, that uh, did such a great job on uh, Christmas Eve, the Zoom service. There were so many people involved, and I'd have to almost include the whole congregation because uh, that's how many people uh, were around. It was uh, really amazing. Um, we're going to, of course, be looking at the passage from Luke chapter 2, kind of continuing through that uh, Luke, uh, Luke's presentation of the Christmas story and then beyond that. And uh, uh, Luke gives us a glimpse into what happened after Jesus was born and the um, necessary period of time in which uh, people had to, um, uh, couples had to, the cleansing and, and, and sanctification of their of their, uh, their bodies, and then, of course, uh, presenting the, the child. And so we'll be learning about that today because it's quite a story, really. I think it's one of the great stories. I was saying to Catherine uh, this morning, you know, this could be made into Hollywood production. Um, anyway, here we go with the uh, call to worship, Luke chapter 2, and beginning to read at verse uh, 22. 
Simon took the baby Jesus in his arms and praised God, saying, Is this my point, my part? Oh, I have seen what you have done to save your people and also discovered this. Your mighty power is light for all the world to see. It will bring honor to all your people. Okay, so together, um, I think uh, Linda is going to play O Come All Ye Faithful. Um, it's number 159 if you need it in your hymn books, but we probably all know it. What verses one, three, and four? Well, uh, I'm sure that most children and maybe even many adults were anticipating some presents. Would I be right in saying that most of you had presents or gave some presents? Well, I was, uh, I was anticipating uh, a present or two that I ended up getting, uh, but I made a list of some of the things I wanted then and Catherine bought them. So, and, and she did the same for me. She had some things she really wanted and I bought them. So it worked out very, very well. That's not the way it always is, is it? Sometimes we expect things and we don't get it. I had that, I had some major disappointments as a child. It hasn't affected me mentally, but maybe. However, what I really thank God for is as we get to be adults and embrace the Christ child during this season, 
it's so wonderful to know that he lives within us, that he is there watching over us, that his Holy Spirit is there every moment of the day, keeping us, sustaining us, watching over us. I have a, a son-in-law and daughter who live in Mexico, as many of you know. And do you know that um, every time they, they, they really, everyone said, well, they, the, my daughter checks in with me and says, now, are you praying for Rob? Not for her, but for Rob. Anyway, I, I kind of, when they arrived back in Canada, I kind of stopped praying for them. And he had a couple of spills on his bike. And, and Amy sends me a note asking, have you been praying for Rob? And I had to stop and think, and I, I really hadn't been since he got back to Canada because he's supposed to be safe in Canada. Well, you know, we, we, we should continue to pray for all of the people that are on our prayer list. And believe you me, I've got quite a few these days. It's called an entire congregation of uh, uh, McDonald's Corners, Elfin and Snow Road. And then I've got my family and, uh, and, and my extended family in terms of my sister's children, brother's children, uh, and of course my sisters and brothers. I have now, we now have uh, uh, four left of seven. And, uh, and you know, the four of us are going to have to really uh, stick to our guns in terms of our faith and our walk with God, because our children will reap the harvest. You know, one of the great things that I've been watching on Facebook, and I wanted to leave this with you, was my nephew, Sean. He has a program, a Zoom program out west. Actually, it's on Facebook. Uh, the church is in Vernon, British Columbia. And um, he tells me that they've reached over 10,000 viewers on, uh, on their uh, 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 services program. Every service is done ahead of time and then it is zoomed out or, or sent to everyone. Uh, and they're now seeing over 10,000 people come into their service. I think that's amazing. But then I heard of one of the Ottawa churches that is seeing many times 10,000. And I thought to myself, I was praying, Catherine and I were praying about, Lord, how, what are you going to do to change the church? This was our prayer at the beginning of 2020. Well, God sure changed the church. He changed services. He changed how we do services. And of course, you, all of you are part of that. I thank God for that change, not because it's been easy, but because it's brought more people together in, on the internet, on social media, but it's done some great things. Who would have thought that one church out in Vernon, BC, a church that's probably a few hundred people, three, 400 people, but, um, but are reaching now 10,000 viewers. That's an amazing thing for me. And to think that the Ottawa Church, uh, Woodvale, is not only seeing their minimum allo a lot of allocation of people uh, into their services, they can see, they used to be able to seat about eight to 900 in each service because of the size of their sanctuary. And then, then I'm talking to Mark Scar and he says to me, you know, 
there's some real good that's come out of this. I'm reaching people that we never reached before. And so now they're seeing tens of thousands of people come on their site. That's the difference between what it was like before and what it is like now. Well, I wanna pray for the children because they did such a great job the other night and some of them are here with us. Let's pray. Gracious God, I thank you, Lord, for our children. Lord, I pray that you'll bless them, that you'll draw them onto yourself. Lord, especially during this time, it's so good to know at least, Lord, that we are being forced to spend time together. That can be good, or maybe not. But we know, Lord, that it's a time where we are forced to love each other, to accept each other with all of our idiosyncrasies, knowing full well that you have made us who we are and that our families are part of that great economy that God, that God you have created. Thank you. Thank you for our children who did such a great job to present the Christ, Christmas message last uh, Friday night. And we thank you now. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, let's together uh, pray the prayer uh, before the message. And um, it's a very simple prayer, but it, it speaks to all of us, really. Um, There it is in front of you. Thank you, Lord, for coming for us this Christmas season. We ask that your presence, and I've also included the word presence, would be discovered fully in the year ahead. Embrace us as we rediscover you afresh. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, I, I could have read the passage. It's quite a long one. Uh, 22 to actually, it's actually 40 if we include Anna. But I'm going to ask you to look at it if you can see it on the uh, screen. It's a very powerful passage. But here's Simeon. He was told that he would see the Messiah. And so here he goes into the temple, probably went in every day, and uh, here's the and seen the Lord's, uh, and was expecting the Lord's Messiah, Jesus. Well, that day, as usual, he went into the temple and all of a sudden he saw Mary and Joseph come through and as the Lord required, fulfill some, some requirements. You had, to, you had to sacrifice two turtle doves or two pigeons and, um, and allow it to be a sweet smelling savory of thanksgiving unto the Lord. And then Simeon, as he took the child in his arm, in the Hebrew tradition, they would have raised that child right to the air. And Simeon probably did just that. He took the child in his arms and praising God, he says, Sovereign Lord, now you're, let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I've seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. It is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he's the glory of your people, Israel. And Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. And then Simon blessed them. And the mother, he said to Mary, he says, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. 
He has been sent to be among us. And many will oppose him. And as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Well, you know, that's a powerful statement in the story of Anna, who's a prophet. Now, this lady was married seven years, so she must have been old. And, um, and then on top of that, it, it says that, according to my Bible anyway, that she had been a prophetess in the temple for 86 years. Now, that would have placed her well over 100. And, uh, you know, it's hard to believe, but she lived that long. Probably lived that long. She never had kids. <laughs> I don't know that. But she lived a long time, and here she was, and she prayed and prophesied over Jesus as well. Well, I want to I wanna leave you some thoughts today as we anticipate uh, Christmas or New Year's Eve. We had a great time Christmas Eve. Here's the Sunday between the two. And we're anticipating Epiphany. Now, I, we won't be having a service Christmas Eve. Or New Year's Eve, I'm sorry. But we will be having a service a week from today. And it'll be into the new year. Well, that'll be Epiphany. And, you know, I've often thought, how do you define Epiphany? Well, have you ever looked forward to something and it was so much better than you could have ever thought it would be? I have. I have. Uh, and and I, I found it amazing, really. Uh, it's just more than we can anticipate. And that's exactly what happened to Simeon. Here he is. He knew the Messiah was coming. But since he was anticipating it, um, he decided that when it happened, oh, there was relief, there was joy. I'm sure he probably did a little bit of a dance because that was, ex that was uh, acceptable amongst Jew uh, Jewish tradition. And as Mary and Joseph arrived, old Simeon knew this is the Messiah. Well, it's a wonderful scene. And as I said, it's Hollywood production. It's, it's that kind of level. And uh, uh, here we are. He's seen the salvation of the Lord and has experienced and prophesied over both the parents. It wasn't positive, really. It was depressing. Because, yes, he's going to bless some and some will rise as a result. But, but there will be many who will fall because of him. Even John the Baptist had some trouble with this, this Jesus. He did. He said, are you the one we expect or is there another to come? And Jesus sends back the word. No, this is the one. I, well, here's the word. I, I've, I've, we're seeing people healed, people transformed, people who have decided to, to give their sins, uh, get rid of their sins. And so Jesus Christ, whatever expectations there were, exceeded them all. Beloved, this scene is beyond anything we could have imagined or, or think. 
Now, if the parents, Mary and Joseph, didn't see the fulfillment of Isaiah by then, they never would. I'm sure they did. They were just astonished that it was confirmed for them. Jesus has exceeded, exceeded all expectations when he came into this world. And yet he miserably um, saw many people, not because he wanted to, but just the way it was, saw many people turn away from him. Here's the reality. Simeon and Anna both discovered what they'd anticipated to be beyond anything they could have imagined. They knew he was going to come as a baby. He had to come as a baby. They just weren't prepared for what happened to him. And of course, Joseph, we are told by historians, Joseph probably died before, uh, before uh, Jesus had the chance to get into ministry. That may have been the 10 years that he kept between 20 and 30, helping out his family to live as a carpenter. We don't know that, but it's assumed. Jesus exceeded all expectations. The fact is that here was a one who came as a baby born, well, actually placed in a manger, born in a stable. As we discover this year ahead, as we recognize that Jesus Christ this year, 2021, will exceed all expectations. Well, we'll get a vaccine for one. And that will change things. We're also told that our taxes are going to go up. Taxes are going to go up immensely. That'll change things. But here we have a, a reality that that all of us need to embrace, and that is change is permanent. Change is permanent. Understand something. First century Israel had lost all hope. 400 years had lapsed between the time Isaiah uh, had, had uh, declared these things about the coming Messiah and this point. 400 years come and gone. History had changed so dramatically that because of the manner and style of Messiah's coming, he was totally, his birth was totally out of sync with expectation. Everybody except Simon, Simeon and Anna. Secondly, Jesus was unexpected as a Messiah. There was no fanfare, no grandiose entrance into the world. No razzle-dazzle. He was born in the shadows of society, in a barn, a stable. Not much of an entrance for a king. It reminds me of a man who got into a cab uh, in New York City. He had just come in from LaGuardia Airport and gets into the cab. And uh, he says to the cab driver, take me to God. And the cabbie takes him to St. Pat Patrick's Cathedral as, as tourists are often taken. And as a tourist is getting out of, out of the, cab, the cab, he asks the cabbie, are you sure God is here? And the cabbie responds, if he's not here, he's not in town. <laughs> well, you know what? Christ isn't in a cathedral or a church 
He has to come into our hearts. Either there's two things we must understand that are choices that we have. Only two. There's only two, really. Either we must change or get out of his presence. That's really the only two alternatives. You can't just re remain ambivalent. I remember meeting a, a, an, an atheist. No, he called himself an atheist. He did not believe in God. And I said, well, then you've already sealed your doom. And he said, what? What are you talking about? I said, well, you've chosen your destiny. And he said, how's that work? God is supposed to be a loving God. He'll forgive me for being agnostic. I said, yes. But all of us have to make a choice. You've made yours. I, on the other hand, made a drastically different one. I asked Jesus into my heart to take control of all that I am. Christ, Jesus, is a living presence, not reserved for two or three or half a dozen kind of times in history, but for all times. In other words, when Jesus confronts us in our time and space, we cannot remain the same. Something has to change. If COVID-19 has done anything regarding the church, it's this. God is, uh, Jesus Christ is not secluded to stained glass windows. He's not secluded to be eternally locked into, in a, into a major. As a matter of fact, Jesus is saying, you cannot find me in gift wrapping or preconceived theological formulas. It doesn't work that way. Jesus Christ is saying to you and to me, as we face 2021, as we anticipate this year, discover me afresh and anew in unexpected ways in this new chapter in history. Every year is a new chapter, a blank page, if you will. Jesus wants us to discover him in the way that he sees the world, that he loves the world. He craved human friendship, and we crave human friendship. He still does. Yours, he wants our friendship, yours and mine. The despair of the unemployed, he knows what that's like. Why? Because he was totally unemployed. Nobody employed Jesus. He knows the plight of the poor. He saw the poor in his day, and he knows what poor there is today. The shame of the outcasts. He identifies with the undesirables. He identifies with our doubts. And even when he was on the cross, he yelled out to God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Have you ever felt that way? I have. I have. His full humanness is expected, ex expressed in our creed that we say every time we have communion. He was crucified, died, and was buried. That happens to all of us, you and me. Well, this Christmas is not the same as others. As a matter of record, uh, many of us only saw our family via Zoom, WhatsApp, by telephone, or Skype. What are the social media opportunities? In the last year, in the last year, we have seen 
things change from in-house services to Zoom services. That hasn't been so bad. But here we are at this point in 2020, the last year, the last days, this week, four more days after today, we've realized that some of us have seen deterioration of our relationships because of isolation. We've seen changes in the way we say goodbye to family members who have gone on before us. But I want us, if I can, I want to invite us all together to anticipate some new insights as we deepen our relationship with Jesus Christ, the Christ of Christmas. Uh, we need to sing that great Christmas carol. Christ was born for this. Good Christians' friends rejoice with hearts and soul and voice. Christ has opened the heavenly door and we are blessed forevermore. Christ was born for this. Christ was born for this. I want us all to remember that, that he was born for us. He was born for our salvation. He was born for us to change, to become more like him. And may we take 2021 embracing it fully. And let's together, as a congregation of people, as a parish, together, let's discover some new things in 2021 about Jesus that we never fully appreciated before. Can I count on you? You can count on me, because that's exactly what I'll be preaching for 2021. Let us pray. Gracious God, I thank you for our people. And as we Come to the end of our service or close to the end of our service, Lord. We're inviting you to bless us, to guide us, to direct us this year. Lord, we're looking forward to this year, not because, only because we're going to receive our vaccine in some point this year, but more than that, we're going to receive, rather than COVID, we're going to see receive Christ, you, Lord, afresh and anew. That's what we desire. You are the unexpected. You are the surprise, if you will. You were then, and you are now. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. This week is the last week you can give to the churches. Uh, if you want something to uh, uh, use in your income tax at the end of the year, why the church is always looking for help. And uh, I've been very pleased with the way the people of God have been blessing his church, and I want to thank you for that over 2020. Um, we surely can say, because we've made it through 2020, all of you are listening to me and made it through 2020. I don't think anything's going to happen in the next four days. Uh, if it does, well, I'm going to heaven. If something happened to me right now, I'm on my way to heaven. I know I'll be there. And that's a wonderful assurance. When I go to bed at night, I say to myself, I say to Jesus, actually, Lord Jesus, thank you for showing a fresh perspective of yourself today. Let me sleep tonight that I might rise tomorrow morning and give you thanks for another day that you've blessed me with. Well, do that. We're going to go to prayer for those that need our prayers. 
we're all, we're almost done. We're going to have a closing carol. What child is this? And of course, uh, Linda's going to, to lead us. But before that, we're going to go to prayer. Let's together go to prayer and we will say the Lord's prayer at the end of that. Let us pray. Gracious God, there's so many people who need our prayers today. You think of those who've lost loved ones this past week. Bob has lost a brother. I've lost a sister. There have been many others who've, who've passed from this world in the last year. But, oh, God, we thank you that you've always been there for us. Never failed us. You never let us down. Lord, we pray for those who need our prayers. We pray for, uh, Chris, continue to pray for Crystal Brady. We pray for Meredith, Harvey, Joe, Sylvia, Fred, Mike, uh, Michael, Leanne, Rob, Matthew. Continue to pray for that little life, Lord. And I'll pray for him until he's healed. We will all pray for him until he's healed, Lord, in Jesus' name. Be with him. Touch his body. Put eradication in place so that he never has to face what he's been facing today. Lord God, I think of, uh, I think of Earl and Stan. We're coming both coming along. I want to pray for Stan in turn, or rather in, for Earl in terms of his eyesight. He was recovering well, but it hasn't continued. Would you please completely heal him regarding his eyesight? We pray for those in, in retirement homes. We think of Judith and Isabel, Fran, uh, Fran who's lost a, a sister. Um, we also want to pray for those who've lost uh, families, uh, family members. Norma, Audrey, Donna, and Lori. Pray for our elders at this season who've been working so hard to make sure that people are uh, around and that they're available. Even if it is over by phone, it's great. Thank you, Lord, for them. And ask, Lord, that you'll bless them in the year 2021. Through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We're going to close with uh, a song that you probably all know. What child is this? It's number uh, 161 in your hymn book if you need that but it's also uh, Joel has graciously uh, provided it on the uh, screen if you you're on uh, Zoom
Thank you, Linda, for, uh, for leading us. Thank you for playing. God bless you. Well, uh, this is the close. And so I'm going to pronounce the benediction and then we'll uh, open up for any of you who want to say farewell to everyone else. I wish others a happy new year. Let us, let us together close. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit rest on each one of you now and forevermore. May the Lord sustain you as we enter a new year and give you many unexpected surprises and bless you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Joel, can you, uh, can you give us uh, Linda? Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week, over, week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are. Thank you.